Hey everybody, just a quick programming note before we get started. Uh, you might notice that during the show that I look a little uncomfortable and I keep touching my face. The reason is, is because there's a heat wave going on here right now. And unfortunately, for the last couple of weeks, the air conditioner has been broken. Uh, so it was an issue on last week's show and it comes up again this week. Uh, since then, the air conditioner has been fixed. I'm actually a little chilly right now as I speak. Um, but I just want to let everybody know that before I get a bunch of emails asking me about it. So, you know, we talk a lot about the melting point of steel on this show. You're actually going to see it, but uh, I don't want it to be a distraction. So if it is a little bit, I apologize. But these are two great guests, Drew De Palma, Bill Bernier, 9-11 family members here on the 21st anniversary. So I hope everybody enjoys it. And uh, let's roll the show. The views expressed on this show by guests and the host on issues outside of the 9-11 controlled demolition evidence are the opinions of those individuals alone and do not necessarily reflect those of architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. Welcome to 9-11 Freefall. I'm the host, Andy Steele. Today we have two great guests uh, for this 9-11 anniversary weekend. Uh, the first one is Drew De Palma. Drew runs an engineering firm that designs heating, cooling, and electrical and other types of systems. And he is a signatory to AE 9-11 Truth's petition calling for a new investigation into the destruction of the three high-rises that fell on September 11th. Uh, Drew lost his mother, Jean De Palma, who was one of the 295 employees of Marsh McLennan Companies uh, that were killed at the World Trade Center on that day. Let's add Drew in. And he's joined by Bill Bernier, who is a board member for AE 9-11 Truth. Bill has a Bachelor of Architecture degree from Pratt Institute in Brooklyn. He's been licensed to practice architecture since 1984 and has worked with several architecture firms in Manhattan. For 13 years, he was director of facilities at a major corporation headquartered in New Jersey, and he now presides over a small architecture practice in Hudson Valley. Uh, Bill, of course, lost his best friend and business partner, Frank Martini, at the World Trade Center on September 11th. Uh, let's go ahead and bring Bill in. Gentlemen, welcome back to 9-11 Freefall. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you, Andy. Good to be here again. So let me get started with this question. Um, basically, I, I'm not even bashful about saying it anymore. We have shot more holes in the official story regarding what brought these buildings down, um, you know, than Swiss cheese. And yet this cover-up continues even 21 years later. And we have the worst of the worst doing the equivalent of closing their eyes putting their fingers in their ears, doing everything they can to avoid any kind of challenge to it, not just verbally spoken, you know, with us getting our message out uh, or through our materials, but in the legal system, um, just a, a lot of surprising developments. Is, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but it's just a lot of surprising outcomes uh, coming from very reasonable challenges, even in the courts. Uh, to make you think that, wow, they're going to do everything they can to keep this official story buried or, or protect the official story, I should say, and keep the truth buried. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts, both of yours, about that situation 
this resistance here now still 21 years after this event took place. We'll start with Drew. Um, I'll be honest, I don't stay up to date with it all as I probably should, but uh, you're right. I thought we were making good progress for a while and uh, all the stuff that the, uh, the lawyers committee has, has done, I thought we were making great progress. Um, and you know, all these uh, all these periods where I say, oh, we'll get back to you in 60 days, 90 days, that just they keep, keeps happening over and over, and they just keep delaying, and eventually they, they turn down, and another legal loophole you have to jump through. Um, so it's a shame that, you know, they're not even open to, we're not even, it's only opening another investigation, it's not even, you know, saying this, that, or the other, um, but they don't even give us a chance to, to really uh, prove our point or to, you know, Know, say something other than the official story. Um, now, case in point is I was trying to get a uh, a presentation uh, from two engineers at my alma mater, and uh, you know I went to different school committees, I went to you know different professors, and uh, you know I, I thought I presented it pretty non biasedly, and they really wanted no part of it. Uh, hmm. And I told them, you know, especially them being an engineering firm, I thought they'd want to hear you know both sides, or at least hear the story. Um, they can make up their own minds, but they didn't even uh, want to entertain that. Um, so that was my own personal connection to just how it's, you know, people still are kind of afraid to, you know, oppose the official story. It's funny because you hear so many people say, oh, it was 21 years ago, let it go, let it go. Uh, but at the same time, these same people will turn around and still not want to cover any of the information uh, that we are talking about. So it almost seems like a, um, contradiction in a sense, like, oh, if it's, if it's so unimportant at this point, according to these people, that we should just let it go, then what's the harm in having this discussion about what really happened there on that day? You know, it's just that, that whole, that whole, oh, it was 21 years ago argument is just a tactic to try to, uh, try to keep this justice from being delayed and keeping this information stifled. Uh, Bill, the same question I just asked Drew, your take on the cover-up and the roadblocks here even 21 years after 9-11. Well, it certainly is a cover-up. I have been trying now for 21 years to uh, to find out the truth, you know, about what what uh, what took the life of my, my, my good friend Frank and, and so many other people that day. And it's been an uphill battle all the way. Um, they have, they meeting the, um, basically the government and, uh, the entire, uh, media in the, in the country, most of the media. I mean, there are certain outlets that, uh, that do allow us in, but for the most part, the mass media has, uh, has dropped a blanket over us and is, Hell bent to uh, to keep it in place and not allow us uh, to get our story out. Um, you know, as as a current member of the board, you know, I'm, I'm pretty privy to the efforts that are being made in Project New Diligence, where our engineering uh, wing is making every effort uh, to do what Drew just mentioned was, you know, to get uh, to get our message out in, in front of the engineering community, um, both students and uh, you know, various engineering uh, committees and, and uh, uh, organizations, professional organizations. Sometimes, uh, you know, we've made some really good uh, headway and, and other times uh, we haven't even had a chance to do that. Um, it seems lately, um, 
we've had quite a few acceptances where we've been invited, you know, we, we, we asked if we could speak. Uh, we were told that there were plenty of slots and, uh, it was no problem that we could speak only to find out that, uh, you know, moments before, sometimes, uh, a day or two before, uh, the, uh, invitation has been, uh, you know, rescinded and, uh, we're told that, uh, uh there was a, you know, administrative foul up and there's unfortunately no time for, for us to make our presentation. Uh, it's very convenient and it happens over and over and over again. It's, it's a, it's, it's really a brick wall that we're up against. And the farther out we get from September 11th, 2001, uh, the more difficult it becomes. Um, you know, the truth has been, has been, basically covered up and, and, um, you know, put in a drawer somewhere where hopefully no one is going to pull that drawer open and, and, and pull it out and, and, and take a look at it. And it's, ex- it's extremely frustrating for me and, and for, you know, those of us professionals in, in the uh, truth movement who, uh, have taken a close look, have really done our homework, have, have, have opened up the drawers and pulled out the evidence and spread it out on the table and taken a close look. It's so glaringly clear to, to those of us. And it's not just professionals. There are, it, it's pretty easy for, uh, for the layman to, uh, to understand it. And many of the professionals that have looked at it have translated that professional language into layman's terms so that anybody can understand it. And it doesn't take a rocket science scientist to, to understand, you know, what happened uh, to those three towers that day, especially when you look at building seven, which is what we're, you know, putting in front of people left and right. And uh, Professor Halsey's uh, forensic study uh, up at the University of Alaska that took, I think, three years for him to, uh, to do at least. Uh, and I know we were, we at AE 911 Truth, uh, were working on that for several years before that. So it's been a long haul. And it's so clear when you, when you review the, um, the entirety of, of his report or, or even a synopsis of his report that there's no way at all that what we were told, you know, that, that, that there's, you know, simple office fires, uh, you know, could cause such a massive, uh, collapse of uh, a building that was built to withstand hurricane force winds. Uh, 47 stories just don't collapse in seven seconds because of some minor office fires in, in a building, even when there's, uh, you know, an interruption in the, uh, in the fire suppression system. Um, you had steel that was protected. Uh, it was, and, and the, uh, the report that we got from NIST is, is showing that, uh, it, it, it's missing so many of the, of the structural elements, uh, that were there. You know, there, there were, there were welded pieces of steel that w- would prevent that column from becoming, you know, from the, the, the beams and the, and the, uh, girders from disconnecting from that column and falling and collapsing one floor to another. There's just every turn that Professor Halsey took. You know, and he'd give them the benefit of the doubt, and it still wouldn't pass muster. It's still his model couldn't produce a collapse the way the NIST model did, because the NIST model had all of these things, these structural elements that were eliminated 
in their model, but we're actually, you know, according to the plans and according to the pictures that were taken while during construction, that were in fact in place. It, it's so easy for even a layman to understand that that building had to have something else going on inside of it for it to collapse the way it did. You know, it, it was demolished. There's, there's no question about it. And when you look at the two twin towers, the, the, uh, the explosive energy is so clear when you, when you, when you look at the videos. Um, it's as plain as the nose on my face <laughs> that something else was, 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 uh, was at work to bring those buildings down. It wasn't what we were told. It wasn't just airplanes hitting them, you know, uh, over and over and over. You know, we talk about this and it keeps getting covered up. <laughs> There's, there's very powerful forces that, uh, want to keep it covered up. And we're, we're just, you know, little David going up against Goliath. And it's, it's, it's just going to take constant, constant, uh, diligence and persistence on our part to continue to educate the public, to continue to, uh, to push our, our point and push our story and, and get people to, uh, to look at it and understand it. It's just that simple. Yeah, exactly. You know, the resistance is exactly what tells me we're on the right track because if it was just some wild speculation or just some uh, crazy conspiracy theory, I think they would just uh, ignore us and uh, just let us keep on doing what we're doing. But you can see it everywhere. On YouTube, we're practically shadow banned. I mean, you have to specifically type in AE911 Truth just to get our information up. And then, of course, as you mentioned, a lot of times we're on the verge of getting a presentation and then something happens behind the scenes and they cancel it. But they can't challenge us on the merit of our arguments, they'll just say, oh, it's too controversial or it goes against our values. We don't like to talk about truthful things. That's the translation that I hear when they, uh, when I hear them say that. But that lets me know we're on the right track. And, you know, I've been watching a lot of clips of the original September 11th because of, uh, you know, this article that we're putting out for, of Graham and Ted Walters, Graham McQueen and Ted Walters. Um, you know, we're going to have an appendix, video clips, and I've been watching a lot of stuff from that day. And just to see uh, how flimsy the arguments they were making were and how they were trying to put out this official story, just focusing on the towers right now about structural damage and discounting all the people that talked about explosions and such. It is really sickening. Um, but so we're doing the right thing because if anything, we're inoculating them from uh, the next big event. We're going to make people question more vigilantly what they hear, uh, coming, you know, coming, coming in the future because other things will happen in history. It always does. Um, I'm just curious. Do you guys ever watch the commemorative stuff that's on television about September 11th? Uh, if so, what goes through your mind as you watch it? If not, then why not? Again, we'll start with Drew. I'll be honest, I, I don't, and I purposely don't. Um, I'm actually, in preparation for this, I was thinking about watching a few of them just to, to get the other side and see, see what they are putting out. Um, ever since you know, this happened when I was 17, and I kind of put my head in the sand and didn't really listen to anything, um, and I really just worried about my mom. I didn't care about the government or, or you know, conspiracy theories or anything like that. Um, and then when I finally, in my early 30s, I 
met A and I Eleven Truth and, and listened to what they had to say and really and really dug in, did my own due diligence, immersed myself in, into everything um, because I didn't want to sign on to something that I did that may not had any traction. Um, and I, I found everything you guys are saying to be plausible, um, and that's why you know I've been involved in the last couple of years at A and I Eleven Truth and, and why I'm here today. Um, and just the other side of it, you know, I just again, it's just. Uh, I don't believe that a lot of it shares my viewpoint and I just haven't really given it the time of day to even, to even watch some of that stuff. Especially the movies, especially the Hollywood, uh, like the Hollywood movies. I definitely don't watch any of those. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, and yeah, I think there's been a few Hollywood movies, but I can't think of them off of the top of my head, except United 93, which is off topic from our, our topic. Um, Bill, same question. The commemorative stuff that comes out each year, History Channel, wherever else. Do you watch it? Uh, what do you think as you watch it? Uh, if you don't watch it, why not? <laughs> well, I don't watch it. And, um, you know, I, I, have, I have to admit, because of my membership on the board, I make attempts to, uh, to look at the other side, you know, just so that I'm educated and understand and have, have experienced, you know, what it is they're trying to say. Uh, it's so easy to shoot holes in, in what they say. It, it, um, it's almost pathetic. Um, the dribble that they, uh, they're trying to, to shove, well, they are shoving down the throats of most Americans and most Americans do, uh, tend to believe it. I think, uh, it's their mindset. It's their worldview. It's easier to just, you know, swallow that, that spoon fed story than it is to, you know, Open your eyes and take a look at uh, at reality, at, at what really happened that day. I mean, the, the, the story that we're being spoon fed is 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 so um, out of keeping with 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 the evidence on the ground. Uh, it's it's so simple to uh, to see that, and it's it's annoying to me. Um, one thing that I did hear, I don't know how much truth there is to it, but I was told that the uh, the museum at uh, the World Trade Center, uh, the 9-11 Museum um, is either, you know, shortening its hours or, or it's even closed. Uh, there's, there's so little interest. Uh, the American public is uh, is kind of tired of it. They, they, they don't care about it. Um, and they're, they're not frequenting uh, th- that building. I, I, I made a, a commitment to never enter the building, to never, uh, you know, even, even look at it because it's, it's, it's anathema to uh, to the truth. Uh, it's 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 you know gilding a, a, a lily. I, I don't care how much lipstick you put on that pig; it's still a pig. It's not uh, it's not something I want to take part in. It's not something I I, I want to view. Uh, so the only time that I, I I do take a look at it, it's typically when it when it's online, when it's available online, and I can I can view it. And I have to admit, I, I don't think I've ever sat through uh, an entire piece that uh, that touts the the official story and tries to uh, you know shoot holes in in our story. You, you, I listened to two or three arguments against what we have to say, and they're so off the wall in terms of of uh, their their connection to uh, to reality and to truth. Um, you know, it, it really is true that that for their their story to uh, to stick. Uh, the, the laws of physics had to take the day off that day, and I, I don't think they did. It's not it's not realistic to uh, to think that that would happen. So yeah, it is uh, it is difficult 
And, you know, for those of us who, uh, who have done our homework, who have taken a look and have come to the conclusion that we've been, you know, fed a, a lot of misinformation and a lot of outright lies. Um, and, and, and our request, you know, for an investigation into what really happened, uh, is falling on, on, on deaf ears at, at, uh, at just about every level of, of government, you know, you, you, from the federal government right down to, uh, you know, the local township that, that I live in, you know, uh, they, they, doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> you're going to run into that brick wall. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get covered up with that cloth that, uh, that wants to hold the truth, um, keep it under the rug and, uh, not exposed. It's, it's, it's at every level. It's, 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 Catastrophic is really what. Well, I'll tell you what. There were some dark days during the American Revolution. At one point, George Washington was known for nothing other than retreating. Um, was getting a lot of flack for it, and uh, took a while for things to turn around. But we all know how that ended. Here we are, and we're not part of the British Empire. Uh, so I'm always hopeful. I'm always optimistic. I think things are going to have to get a little worse here in America for the powers that be, for the the important people. Uh, in our government to uh, take this seriously and do something with it, but I am hopeful that in the end we're going to have a full acknowledgement of what really happened. I really believe that. I don't just. I'm not, that's not just bluster. I'm going to tell you why because we have to. We absolutely have to. You know, I do watch this stuff. I'm working on a, another project. Uh, everybody will find out about it when it's done. But uh, I had to figure out the windows of the World Trade Center and how they looked, and I'm sort of recreating the. Uh, the people who were waving out them. And it kind of led me down this odyssey of watching this documentary about windows in the world and, <clears throat> um, and just about the people who, who jumped that day. And I saw the story about this poor guy who had gone most of his life, you know, was an older gent and had gone most of his life not finding the right woman for him. Finally, he met her and I believe she was having a lunch or, well, it was been too early for lunch. It would have been breakfast, I guess, at the windows in the world restaurant that day and then the plane struck and he even though he can't confirm it <clears throat> he says it looks like her that, that she was one of the people that jumped from the window and just you know how terrible of a story you you go your whole life to re- meet the right person and then something like this happens and i think about these things all of these individual stories as we proceed with our work so this is going to keep me going up until the day i'm no longer on this planet if we don't have justice on it i'm going to be on a little hover around with a with a 9-11 bumper sticker on it, appearing at rallies and such, still talking about this. Um, <clears throat> I want to know. We talked already about the cover-up. We talked already about the resistance, all of that stuff. We all know about it. You know, had there been justice from day one, had 9-11 happened, but then it was exposed to be a controlled demolition and we went after the right people behind it, that would be one thing. Then you would get justice. But at this point, after the cover-up and resistance of 21 years, is that enough? If we get this acknowledged, if we get this out into the world's understanding of what happened that day, would an apology be enough for you, for everything that we've been put through over these years? Uh, and if not, uh, why not? Uh, we'll start with Drew. Man, I, I don't see how that would be enough uh, in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it's been 20-plus years. Um you know, my, you know, I just think about my kids, really. I mean, 
the fact that if we, if there was ever acknowledgement, that would be, you know, it wouldn't really be for me. It'd be more for them um, because they never got to know, know their grandmother. Um, they really, all they know is that some planes hit some buildings and they were really mean people and they wanted to kill my mom. <laughs> if you ask my kids, that's what, that's what they'll say about it. Um, but I think it's important, you know, if there is acknowledgement, it kind of just proves that, you know, resilience, um, you know, can, over, can overcome, you know, certain barriers. Um, and yeah, kind of my train of thought. But, uh, I don't know, eventually, I mean, I'm hoping that's the case. I mean, I'll, you know, it's probably not going to affect me one way or the other. I, you know, I did my due diligence of both sides and I'm going to believe what I want to believe. Um, and it'd be great if everyone else believed that too, but, um, no, I'm going to live my best life as much if 9-11 has taught me anything, you know, I can't really dwell on the past. I can, I can fight for, you know, what's right and, you know, do right by my family and I, and, uh, I hope others, you know, can, can realize that and, and appreciate that. Bill, uh, same question. 20, 21 years later, we've been fighting against these people, so we didn't get justice immediately afterwards. Is an apology enough after this gets acknowledged? Well, Andy, I have to say that uh, listening to Drew uh, respond to that question was really, uh, it, it lifted my spirits. It really did. <laughs> the, uh, the idea that uh, we'd ever th- hear an apology is uh, is ludicrous. Um, it, that's that's just not going to happen. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, as long as the truth came out, that that would be reward enough for me. Um, I, I I would uh, I would die a happy man if that were to happen. Um, I don't expect that to happen. Um, you know, before before I leave this world, uh, I really don't. I, I wish it would, uh, and I, I intend to uh, work as hard as I can uh, to make that happen. You know, prior to that event, but if it if uh, if it comes to pass that uh, that I that I pass and the truth isn't out, you know, I'm it's not going to upset me at all. Um, you know, I, I know that our chances of success are are very very slight, and that doesn't really bother me. You know, I, I know that I'm on the right side. I know that I'm correct. I know I know that we are correct. I know that that, that that we see the idea that something else caused it, you know, and, and, and we're staying as focused as we possibly can on trying to find that out. We can go off on tangents and, uh, you know, delve into conspiracy theories as to who did it and why they did it. Um, and there, there's, you know, there's plenty of that out there and, and a lot of it, quite frankly, makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, but th- that's not for me or us, uh, in 8911 Truth, um, you know, to, to, um, to dwell on that much. I mean, privately, that's, that's one thing. And privately, you know, I do, I do consider it. And I do think that I have a much more realistic viewpoint as to, you know, what makes the world tick. That we live in today, and I have to say, the older I get, the more I see that, you know, the, the old saying that everything changes and nothing changes is is very very accurate. You know, the same uh, political atmosphere that existed in Roman times uh, has existed right on down through the ages, right up until down. Yeah, that's a short span. That's two thousand years, 
Um, you know, human beings have been, have been, you know, tromping around on this planet for 10,000 years. And I have a feeling that, you know, going back the, the, to, to the very beginning, you know, human nature is human nature and it changes very slowly, uh, if at all. And, you know, I, I, I just don't see that change. What, what happened on 9-11, um, was such a horrific crime and it, it, it tends to, you know, reinforce the idea that if as, as, as a government entity, you're going to you know, pull something off, it might as well be really big. Um, the, the bigger it is, the easier it is for, you know, it, the bigger the, the, uh, the lie is, the easier it is for people to swallow. And this is one heck of a lie. This, this is gigantic. And I think people, normal people in their everyday lives have so much to worry about to get through their day and their week and their year, you know, as, as they, as they plan, uh, you know, to, to live out their lives in, in modern times. They don't have time to, to, to dwell on this and to think about it. Yeah. You know, they, they, they their, their worldview is very cut and dry. Um, and anything that this, this really messes with anybody's worldview to think that, you know, our government could have anything to do with, with something so horrific. It's, it's just unthinkable, you know? So that's what we're up against. That's really what we're up against. And again, and, and if the truth were to come out and, and there was a big apology, you know, I, I really would look the other way and say, you know, how, <laughs> where's, where's the joy in that? You know, what, what does that give me? It doesn't give me anything. But the idea that the rest of humanity would wake up to the truth that we understand, you know, that, that there were explosives planted in that building and, and that the people that were blamed couldn't possibly have done that. Uh, if, if they did, they were pretty darn, pretty darn amazing people. And it, it's just so highly unlikely. And, and the whole idea that we were so let down by the forces that were supposed to protect us that day. And that all of those people got, they didn't get read the riot act. They got promoted. That's, that's just ridiculous. And it hurts. It, it, it really hurts to, uh, to think that, that, that we're living in a society that that's comfortable with that. I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not comfortable with that. That, that really, uh, that rubs me the wrong way in, in such a big way. So I continue to work to get the truth out. I continue to research. I continue to look into, you know, thoughts that, that others have had about, you know, what might have caused it. I still don't know. And I have to say that the people that did do this, that did plan this and pull this off made a lot of mistakes and they have egg on their face in so many respects, but in the end, they were extremely successful. And what they set out to do got accomplished. And I sure as heck would like to know how they did it. I really would like to know how they did it because it was, it was, it was genius what they did. It really was to, to yes. get those three buildings to fall into their footprint without anybody knowing it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. The fact that building seven felt too late, you know, to, to be, to, to be seen as part of the whole thing. And that, and that's our smoking gun. 
you know, that was a big mistake that they made, but they still got away with it. They still, because the lie was big enough. It was big enough that people have no choice but to, to, to go along with it and, 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 to, and to believe it. It's, it's a sad, simple truth. I think the public was more naive back then. Again, I've been watching old news clips from the day of September 11th, and I'm not going to say everybody in the mainstream media was bad that day. I think everybody in the mainstream media, most of the ones you see on TV, were getting handed papers and told what to say. You could even see some skepticism on some of their faces. Not outright, like, I don't believe what I'm hearing skepticism, but more of like, uh, like, are you sure that's right? Ooh, you know, do we have more proof on that? You know, type of thing. And I think the public was just generally very naive of these types of things. Here's a good thing about what we're doing, and I say this all the time, so I'm not going to belabor it, but there's a three-dimensional aspect to our activism. We warn people, or we tell people about this. It sort of warns them for the next thing. People become more vigilant, more guarded against each new thing, and that doesn't mean you need to get, need to get paranoid and you make a bunch of baseless accurate, uh, speculation and accusations uh, for each new thing, but it just, you know, it's good to be vigilant and look at all of the evidence. And I think uh, that people are less likely to get uh, fooled again if there's another 9-11 style event. Um, And I think we're going to make a better society. If it did get acknowledged, there is no doubt that would have an impact on the psyche of the entire country. And uh, that would set a precedent if we could actually do this of what people, ordinary people like yourselves, like myself are able to do uh, to overcome such a deception this huge. So that's why, again, I'm going to continue doing this for as long as I possibly can, because I like making these people squirm. I like them having to come up with new excuses all the time and, being annoyed by getting uh, letters from us and all of that stuff. And uh, I think that, that at the very least, uh, they deserve to have their, their days and weeks ruined for the rest of their careers as uh, we continue our work. So it's been a year, and uh, we just put out, we put out the, uh, the movie The Unspeakable last year. Both of you were in it. Now that the film has had time to... Uh, sit on the shelf and breathe a little bit. I'd like to hear your thoughts about participating in it and uh, the impact of the film, including the message that you want people to take from it. So I know that's a mouthful, but uh, do your best. We'll start with Drew. Um, it was a bit cathartic for me in a way, um, just to kind of get things out there and off my chest and out into the world, whether people uh, agree with it or not. Um, I don't think I really talked much about, you know, how the buildings were, were brought down or anything like that, just more how it affected my life and my family's life. Um, and it was awesome to hear other people's stories and, and how it affected them. Um, I even, you know, I've had random people come out of the woodworks saying that they, you know, they saw the movie and, and recognized me or even friends of friends. Um, we had a bunch of random people, you know, just email me and tell me how how the movie affected them and my story. Um, I mean, it, it was fun to be a part of the whole entire process. Um, and my, my my family was in it. They, they enjoyed being a part of it. And the entire film crew was great to work with. Um, and even the Q&A session I enjoyed after, you know, the live streaming portion uh, where, you know, people ask questions. And I enjoyed that part as well. Um, 
I'm not sure what effect it had on uh, you know the greater public, but I certainly enjoyed being a part of it. Bill, same question. Your participation in The Unspeakable and uh, what kind of message were you hoping people would get from that film? Well, I tend to agree with uh, what Drew uh, just said in terms of, you know, the impact uh, that it had. Uh, I think the impact that, that I was looking for was to, and, and I said this, I think, during the, uh, the Q&A afterwards, was to put a real human face on our movement uh, to, to get people out there to understand and to see that we're just, you know, just like them. We're regular people uh, who were directly touched by this, this horrific event um, in, 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 in a permanent way, you know, that, that we lost loved ones that uh, we shouldn't have lost, you know, their lives were cut short. By, by, by a terrible, terrible event that um, really didn't need to happen. I think that we, we the, the film itself, I think it affected those who actually watched it uh, to, to a great extent. Uh, I, I, I received a lot of uh, empathy from friends and, and family who, who saw it and, uh, you know, got to know more than just me, you know, because there were, there were other people, there were, there were five of us in, the, in that movie that, uh, that were directly affected and, and uh, you know, they got to see that I'm not alone, you know, that, uh, and, and, and they know that there were 3000 people that were killed that day, uh, in New York. That, that's, uh, that's a lot of horrible stories and, and a lot of pain and a lot of agony and a lot of grief, uh, that, that, uh, that was that was foisted upon uh, our nation that day, and you know we were we were directly affected, and I think we did it. I think that point got out. You know, we we, we made we made our our, our case that uh, you know we're searching for truth. You know, searching for for answers to questions about what really caused the death of our our loved ones. You know, what you know, why did it happen? It's it's um it's important to know. It's important to know. You don't get closure on uh, on the loss of, of, of a dear one uh, unless unless you have the truth as to as to what happened. And hopefully, you know, we're going to get a little closer to that in, in England as this inquest uh, progresses. Uh, you know, Matt's family is 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 out there working hard, and uh, you know, we just might get some action from uh, from the people in England. The UK is, uh, has different laws than we do and, and uh, you know it, it's going to re- remain to be seen. I don't know you know there there are connections. <laughs> you talked earlier about the fact that we, you know we're no longer British subjects. Uh, on the other hand, you know <laughs> what happened here in the United States has supplanted the United Kingdom and and we are now you know, the 800 pound gorilla walking around on the planet and, uh, you know, running the show, so to speak. Um, that may be about to change, uh, but I think it's going to take a long time. I think, uh, the, the cover up is part of that and, and it's going to extend, you know, the life of, of, of this empire that, that, that we're living with today, um, which is, it, it's, it's the most phenomenal, 
human endeavor that's ever happened on the planet, you know, since the, the, since the advent of, uh, homo sapiens walking around on the planet, it's, it's going to be, uh, a, 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 just a, a major change for, uh, for this empire to, uh, to fold the way the English empire folded. And I have to say, I, I think the English, as, as they took a second seat, did a pretty darn good job of it. And, and I would hope that, you know, as the inevitable happens and the United States has to take a second seat to whoever, you know, comes next, um, I, I hope that we can be as, as gracious as, as the English have been. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we're going to have to see. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, the unspeakable was was the kind of it, it took the movement uh, in a new direction, uh, in, in in a psychological direction that we weren't moving in before. You know, before it was strictly the science. You know, what happened? You know, how, how did how did these buildings come down? And and now we have a human face on it. You know, we we got a chance to uh, to meet the uh, some of the people. Who were directly affected up close and personal and hear their story hear, hear what it was like for them and to see that you know they're still struggling you know we are still out there looking for answers and you know nobody that was in that movie said that they would they would give up that they would um, they you know they, that they had this plan that you know we would go just so far and if we couldn't get success then we would just hang it up and uh, go on with our lives like 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 the rest of the world and you know none of us did that and I think if you went close and and talked to most people who lost loved ones that day they would do pretty much I think they're all in our in our camp you know they're, they're, they're till their dying day they're gonna want to know what happened so we got our work cut out for us. Let's uh, let's hope that uh, we have a, a successful year this year. I think that uh, it was it was you know from the whole debacle last last time around with with Spike Lee's movie uh, or his TV show um, th- that was amazing. I mean, there there are things happening within the movement that uh, are earth shaking, and the movement really is alive and kicking. <laughs> I don't see it going away anytime soon, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, you know, I agree with you, uh, Andy, we, get, we we just have to keep going because the truth is out there. And if, if we keep pushing for it, we're going to get more and more of it out there. Little by little, it's dribbling out. You know, we, I, there is a crack in the dam and it's up to us to, to keep working that and opening it up and, and letting the truth spill out because it will. Absolutely, and it's important to stick to what we know and do uh, what we do best, which is talking about this. This is what I love about this so much. I, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it's like you were talking about politics, and I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't care about Republican or Democrat. I just like focusing like on a certain fact, like this industry, this particular industry is dead in the United States, and uh, it costs this many jobs. And I was talking to this person about it, and it's like, this is not Republican or Democrat. This is a major problem here. That's what I focus on: is what are the facts, regardless of politics. And in the case of September 11th, I'm sorry, the top part of a building cannot crush the lower part without slowing down. That is not a political opinion. It always drives me nuts when people, you know, you start talking about 9-11, they'll be like, oh, I don't want to get into politics. It's not politics. It's science. It's common sense. 
it's a crime scene. People died on that day. And these are facts that don't just go away because there's a political agenda attached to a, a, to an event. And at World Trade Center 7, you got two and a half seconds of free falls. The building's coming down. That only happens if you're removing all the columns at once. That's not a political opinion. That's not being part of a political party. That is just a hard fact of life. That's what I like about this, watching them squirm because they can't get away from this. That's why I believe they want to have everybody all divided and bickering over the wedge issue of the week. Um, so I want to, uh, you know, there's so much doom and gloom in alternative media. I'm trying to be a little different than the other people, uh, not just, you know, having the scary music playing in the background and talking about how uh, everything's going to fall apart tomorrow and uh, we're all going to be running to the hills with a can of beans. I don't, I don't like to put out that message because I like to think that we have power over our own destiny in this world and we can stop certain things if we speak out and stay bold and uh, keep our heads. And, uh, and especially with 9-11, it's so easy to get depressed knowing this. I've had time to get used to the fact of what happened on that day and life is meant to be lived. It's not meant to be sad all the time. I mean, there's bad things that happen in life, and you factor that in and deal with it too, but you got to go find the positive out there. So, <clears throat> I want to hear from you guys. I, you know, I don't know how long the 9-11 truth movement itself has existed. Let's say it's from day one. 21 years of 9-11 excuse me, from 9-11 of 9-11 truth. What's the thing you are most proud of and feel uh, is the best accomplishment of the 9-11 Truth Movement in the decades that it has existed. Uh, we'll start with... Let's ask that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Should have turned this thing <laughs> off. I think I forgot to turn my ringer off, too, so uh, you're reminding me. But, Drew, let's start with you. What is the what is the thing you're most proud of and you feel the 9-11 Truth Movement has accomplished the, the most in the last couple of decades? Um, although I've been really a part of it the last five or six years, but I was uh, extremely happy to, to know that there's a real face behind it, um, you know, sort of a professional type organization, you know, presenting science and facts, not just hearsay. Um, that was enough for me just on a personal level to know that there are professionals out there that believe this sort of thing, um, and it wasn't just some, some kooks hiding behind a, a computer screen. When, when I started diving into it, you know, um, I started looking at all the science, which I had never done before. Um, and oddly enough, I had never even heard about the explosive um, aspect before the 9-11 truth. So that really enamored me and piqued my interest. Um, so the fact that that's just even bringing it out to the public, um, I think if you even ask people about it, they wouldn't even know that that was a possibility. Um and I think I saw a survey not too long ago if people, um, you know, believe the, the official story. I think it was something crazy, like half of them didn't. Um, now, where are all those people? <laughs> um, you know, if they believe it, they, you know, they, like Bill said earlier, they have enough stuff to worry about in their everyday lives where they can't be bothered with something like this, whether they, you know, they believe the official story or not. Um, they, may be, they may be in our camp, but they're not going to do anything about it. Um, not even as much to, as to sign a, a petition or sign their name to stuff. Um, a lot of my friends and family have done that um, based on the stuff that I've sent them. Um, even, even if I can change a few minds or A911 Truth can do the same, um, now I feel now it's not a complete win, but um, you know, every, every person's mind, every person that 
you know, questions the official story, I consider that a, a win in my book. Um, and on a, a more personal level, okay, the most positive thing I can think of that's come out of all this, um, you know, as I said, my, my kids never met um, my mom or their grandma. I actually asked them earlier today, you know, I told them I was going to be on, you know, a TV, you know, or interview uh, about this subject. And my son, he's only seven. He's like, well, I, don't, I wasn't there. What, what do I have to say? I didn't know Grandma Jean. Um, but, but my uh, my daughter's a little older, and uh, she actually was semi named after my mother. So she's like, tell them that you know she was. I was named after her. Um, and for the 20th anniversary, um, I work for or I volunteer for the parks committee of my local park, and we actually donated a, a Gaga ball pit, which is a, a kids game that uh, they like to play in my area. And we donated that to the park and, you know, put a sign on it and made it in memory of uh, Grandma Jean. Um, so at least they have something, you know, they can tell their friends and they, they can go to and say, you know, this, this was for her because they really don't have too many personal belongings of hers. Um, so, and, you know, they don't know, anything, you know, they've never been to the, the Twin Towers or anything like that. So it's just something for them to personally remember her. Um, and it's in our local town and we, you know, we use it you know, on a weekly basis. Um, you know, it says her name on it. It says my kid's name on it. And, uh, you know, that's a really, really positive thing for them, I feel. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's great. And I, I can't imagine, too, because we were talking about that before we started recording today. Your children, you know, don't uh, get to know your mother. And, um, you know, and that's a, that's a shame. Um, Bill, same question. Um, something positive. Positive. 9-11 Truth Movement. I know that we haven't gotten a new investigation, but, you know, I think we've uh, had an impact. I'll talk about that later. But something, uh, what are you most proud of from our 20-so years of work, and uh, what do you think we've accomplished? Well, Andy, I got started uh, actively, you know, participating in, in the Truth Movement um, back in 2007 and 2008, Um I was asked to participate uh, in in one of the early films that A Nine Eleven Truth did, uh, and I was I was really happy and pleased that I could come out of my little closet where I was doing all my research and actually meet real people and interact with uh, with people of like mind. And to me, the the thing that I'm the most proud of is is the fact that we have grown um, exponentially. We really have. We're making progress. We are, we are, we are reaching out and we're connecting with people, uh, in, in a meaningful way that wasn't happening in, in 2006 and 2007, you know, years after the event had happened. Uh, our movement was just this fledging little nothing. Uh, it was, it was little sparks, you know, and those sparks have, have coalesced into, uh, I wouldn't call it a raging bonfire, but it's a pretty, pretty strong flame right now that, uh, is, is not going to be easily extinguished. Um, you know, by, by, uh, no matter how big that blanket is that you try to throw over us, <laughs> we're getting enough oxygen in there that those flames will still burn and hopefully they'll burn away that blanket and the truth will come out. So, you know, I am as, as I had said earlier that I don't expect it to happen, but I am, I am very, very hopeful that uh that it will happen and it really depends on you know human nature there's so many things that uh that can change 
that do change, you know, as, as, as time marches on. Little, little, little things happen that no one ever expected. Um, things, things pop up. And, uh, the, the more we dig and the more we turn over the ground and, and, and look under every stone, um, the closer we're going to get to that big breakthrough. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's just around the corner. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen next week. It could happen in a month. It could happen in a year. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I, as, as you said earlier, Andy, uh, you know, it's, it's out there. It has to, it has to come and it's going to come. And it's just a matter of when, and it's not going to happen unless we keep pushing, unless we keep digging, unless we keep educating the public and, and bringing more people in, uh, to our fold. Uh, I just, you know, the, the opportunity to sit here with you guys and, and chat is, is something that, that, uh, really invigorates me. It makes me feel like, you know, I'm not alone in this, in this quest. You know, there, there are other people, sane, logical, caring, thinking people who only want the truth. And that, that's not a lot to ask for. I, I think it's a very logical and very practical thing that we ask for. You know, we're not, we're not asking for, you know, cash and prizes. <laughs> we're asking for the truth to come out. And, uh, I, I think that's, that's a worthy goal. Uh, you know, and, I'm really proud to be part of it. Uh, I, uh, I, I joined uh, the board of AE911 Truth uh, less than a year ago. It'll be a year in December, and uh, I'm glad I did. And I'm looking forward to uh, to many, many more years serving on that board and, and working. You know, we, we last night we had a board meeting and we talked about uh, you know where are we going to be in 2026. You know, and we immediately started to think, well, how old am I going to be in 2026? <laughs> what are my goals, you know, for my life? And, and, and like Drew said, you know, we, we, we go on with our lives. You know, I, 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 I practice, uh, a spiritual, uh, aspect of my life that, that, that makes me, you know, look every day at what am I grateful for? You know, what do I carry gratitude for? And AE 911 Truth is one of the big items on that list. You know, the, the fa- I am so grateful to be able to be part of an organization that is, uh, is, is, is so important and has such high aspirations and such high goals. I mean, it's, you know, we are not greedy people. We are not, uh, you know, out to make a profit. We're just looking to survive financially and, we're, we're looking, you know, to, to expose, uh, the truth about a, a really horrific event that, uh, that changed the world. It really did. It changed the world. We live in a different world today because of what happened on September 11th, 2001. And there's, you know, we can't change that, but, you know, we can't change what happened, but we can certainly change the way people look at what happened that day by exposing the truth, by bringing the truth out. And why should we stop? You know, it's something that we just have to keep going with. And, and I'm proud to be part of it. I'm, I'm proud of the movement. I'm proud of the fact that the movement has grown so much in, the, in, in a relatively short period of time. And, you know, we, we have a, a lot to do and we got a, a, a long road to hoe and, we got dedicated people. We're going to do it. 
Yeah, you're right. And, you know, the people here aren't greedy. I know me. I'm personally satisfied by so little, honestly. It's just, uh, you know, hanging out with my dog and eating a good pizza is pretty much my <laughs> only luxury. But, uh, but I've watched this movement grow from the very early stages. Uh, I mean, I actually got the email about there being explosives in the building the day after September 11th. Of course, I dismissed it at the time. But, you know, I joined on in about 2006. I remember I created a MySpace page thinking I was going to be the only voice out in the wilderness doing this. Why am I even bothering to do this? No one's going to care. And then I ended up discovering thousands of people that simultaneously had the same exact idea as me. And uh, it was just to watch it all come together and become what it is now. You know, the, the other side likes to disparage and say, oh, you're not that big. You're not that. Well, actually, I mean, it is pretty big if you can include people who aren't active all of the time. I know that if we have some kind of development with this, all those people who are kind of, you know, living their lives, kind of generally following it, they're going to be a, they're going to be sparked up and on the edge of their seats and all involved again. So, no, this movement has grown, and we've gotten more professional and more sharp in what we do. And uh, that is a collective effort. That is not because of any one person. That's because of so many other people, so many uh, great people out there just doing small things well every single day. So I have no doubt. I, I say this. I say this. I don't come, you know, you don't go to Vegas to lose, and I don't come to uh, D.C. and New York and all these other places to lose either. I think we're going to win in the end someday, no matter how long it takes. And I think they're going to acknowledge it, and I think this is something that's going to be in the history books to learn from. There's going to be sociology, sociology classes studying the phenomenon that took place in this country at that time. And for that reason, it's all worth it. Everything that we endure is all worth it. So I want the audience to... Uh, to remember that going into the next year of activism. And we also got to influence the culture, and we're going to be working on a few uh, projects to do just that. So keep your eye out for those. Guys, thank you so much for standing with us, the work that you do, uh, speaking out for us. And, uh, you know, good luck to you, and thanks for coming on 9-11 Freefall today. Thank you, Andy. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. There you go, folks. Another 9-11 free fall. Thank you so much for watching. Remember, if there's any way that we can improve the show, let us know by going to 911freefall.com or uh, ae911truth.org. That's the mothership there. But for my part, this is Andy Steele saying we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.